The full power of the gospel of Jesus Christ is contained in the Book of Mormon, period. Remember this declaration by Jesus himself. Whoso treasureth up my word shall not be deceived. And in the last days, neither your heart nor your faith will fail you. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 127 of the Book of Mormon podcast. Kevin and Shelby here. Hey everyone. And today we are discussing Alma chapter 37 and definitely aiming to just do a part one today about verses one through 20 Mm -hmm. and then we're going to have part two next week. So it's just kind of a bite-sized piece today of um, Alma's second chapter uh, addressing his son Helaman. And I have to say, uh, I do apologize last week for the poor audio quality on our part. Mm-hmm. Brandis sounded great. We, big, big oof. We were, <laughs> we were recording with our web camera microphone as opposed to our nice um, podcasting microphone. So well, we, we hope that you could still feel the spirit. Yes, that's what matters, right? Yeah, we're excited to be using the correct microphone this week. So last week, Helaman, uh, who is Alma's youngest son, is receiving some counsel from his father, um, you know, at, at the really at the end of Alma's missionary life, right? I mean, he's, he's spent, you know, decades teaching the gospel among all types of people. Uh, following his own conversion. And last week, we discussed Alma's conversion. He, he recounts uh, his experience with an angel. He recounts his experience um, of repentance and coming unto Christ and being born of Christ. And this week, he gives Helaman some charges, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first of which is... The records. The records. Which are, which is now the Book of Mormon. Right. Yeah. So he entrusted him with the records, and that's right away in verse 1. And now my son Helaman, I command you that you take these records which have been entrusted with me. And then he says, and I command you that you keep a record of this people according as I have done. Which, and what I love about this is that, he setting the he set the example for his son Helaman, and now he's having Helaman set that example for his future children, right? Right. So, and that's how it's happened, and and that's how there's just something so powerful about setting an example and letting that legacy live that way, to then have the next generation follow in your footsteps, and you know, do exactly what you've done and, and even maybe make it better, right? Book of Mormon, you know, it was pretty straightforward. You're entrusted with the records and you write down and do the things. But that doesn't mean that something we can take away from this example of, you know, being an example is with anything in our lives, right? We can always do what we've been told and make it better as well. Yeah, and and I guess this chapter is really Alma's 
um, he he impresses upon Helaman the sacred nature of the scriptures, of the record, and also the the importance of keeping the record. Because if he was just like, hey, Helaman, um, here here's the records. Be sure to keep them safe, and then also make sure you you write a, a record of you know your your people, our people. You know, keep it going. Mm-hmm. But he didn't impress upon him the the importance then helaman may not have been um well he wouldn't have been able to to be accountable right he maybe he would have underestimated um the importance and and not done what he needed to do and and so yeah i mean alma begins he he talks about um for it is a wise purpose that they are kept. That's what I was going to say. A yeah. wise purpose. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think we could we could probably say, well, did, did the Book of Mormon prophets, did they know exactly, you know, what that wise purpose was? Or did they just know that it was for a wise purpose? I think it's safe to say that Alma is one of those prophets who knew I think he knew really, really well. Uh, he had a clear vision of the importance uh, of this and, and what this wise purpose was because he goes into it. So, and it's interesting because we we have again, as we've seen before in the Book of Mormon, these things. And so when he, he's talking about these things, he's referring to the uh, plates of Nephi or the small plates. Mm-hmm. where it's the more spiritual um, history and and account of the people. Then we have the larger plates, which are the, I would say, the, the history of the wars and contentions <laughs> of the people. Now, in the Book of Mormon, we have a blend of that, right? But at that time, it was two separate records to keep them, to keep them separate. But then... He's also given Helaman the charge of the plates of brass, which is basically, from what I understand, it's the it's the first five books, uh, at the very least, of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and possibly uh, some of the the prophets' um, teachings and and things like that. Because I think, I mean, I think it's safe to say from them bringing up people like Zenic and Zenus mm-hmm. that. Uh, they they did have some additional scriptures that are now lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So what I I just love how important the genealogy is here and the record keeping. I I totally I I was gonna I'm sure I would have gotten there, but I did forget <laughs> about it. I forgot that that the plates of brass contained a genealogy mm-hmm. of Lehi going all the way back. Yeah, they said uh, also. It was at the end of verse three, which have the genealogy of our forefathers, even from the beginning. And then, you know, he, that he talks about in verse four, how they were kept and handed down from one generation to another to be preserved by the hand of the Lord until they should go forth into every nation. So like they, so I want to like talk about several things here. They knew right there. It says until they should go forth into every nation, kindred tongue and people. And so when you say, I'm sure 
you know, when they were, who was it that you were talking about? Were writing when it says they are kept for a wise purpose. The prophets, you were talking about the prophets. That's what it was. The prophets knew pretty much like it. I'm just backing up what you said earlier with actual scripture here. Right. That they knew they were going to go forth into every nation, kindred, tongue, and people to know the mysteries of God. Like they knew that. Hmm. And so that's pretty powerful. They may not have known what it would look like, but they did know that. Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you bringing it back to the scriptures um, because I thought of those those record keepers who mm-hmm. weren't necessarily prophets, but they were record keepers in the books of Jerem and Omni, right? Where it talks about, hey, I'm so-and-so. I got the records from my father and I'm passing it down to my son or to this guy whose name is so-and-so and this ends my portion of the record. Right. And, and I think to myself, well, did, did they really understand what they were doing? And I, now the spirits testified to me and says, yeah, they, they did know what they were doing. That's why they did it. Mm-hmm. And we're getting, um, and of course they didn't contribute, you know, greatly to the, the content, but they did, something just as important, mm -hmm. which is they preserved it. They kept it. They were critical in the chain of passing it down. Mm. Uh, Yes. You know, and, and, and chain, you know, we, we link our chains, like our family genealogy, we link each other. Right. So my, my mom and my mom's mom and her mom's mom and blah, blah, and back and back and back. And so it's very similar in the linking, right? Because had that person not passed it down, like Omni, well, then what would happen? <laughs> we know the, the work of the Lord would not have been frustrated. So something would have happened. But, you know, they were very critical in that. Right. It was an opportunity for them to participate in the great work. Mm-hmm. Um of the Lord. Yes. And I, and I also wanted to say, you know, you might think, well, why are, why is it taking, why is Alma taking the time or why did Mormon choose to include these, these directions or the, it, this, this chapter on the plates when it didn't seem like it was necessary to record you know, those other prophets saying like, Hey, this is really important. Well, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I think it's because Helaman becomes so much more than just a record keeper. He becomes one of the great prophets in the book of Mormon. Um, it also teaches us so many important principles of the gospel, including, including work, including, um, you know, receiving revelation and, so on and so forth. I mean, we, and we can, and we can dive in, like we've got so much to talk about in these 20 verses. Can I just pause for a second? This has nothing to do with continuing on with our discussion. We'll get back there, but I just had this thought pop into my head and I would like any of our listeners who may be listening to this podcast who haven't actually dove into the book of Mormon this week or actually read the words for themselves, I would invite y'all to pause this podcast and go spend five minutes in the Book of Mormon and then come back and play. Because I've just, 
Kevin and I have been talking about this a lot, and it's one thing to listen to people talk about the gospel and and share their insights. And I think it's great. It can be very uplifting. We do this for our posterity's sake. But there's something that's so powerful about diving into the scriptures ourselves. So I would just invite everyone listening to pause this podcast and go read in the Book of Mormon for five minutes on your own and have your own experience with the Savior and the Spirit and what he teaches you about the Book of Mormon. And then come back and listen. And I promise that you will have an experience with the, the Lord in the scriptures when you read. So, yeah. Okay, welcome back yeah. from your five <laughs> minutes of scripture study. And let's we, go ahead and uh, say dive, we can dive back in. in. And I, I did have something to say um, also. And I, and I love this. I love verse five. Okay. I love verse five because it says, if they are kept, they must retain their brightness. Yea, and they will retain their brightness. Yea, and and also shall all the plates which do contain that which is holy writ. I love thinking of the plates being brightness, being light, because Jesus Christ is light. And through him, like, we shine his light, right? Or through us, he shines his light. So we are his conduit. And so I just love the word brightness, that these are these are something that brings hope and light into a world that is so dark or I shouldn't say so dark. It's not all the way dark. However, there is a lot of things that are happening that probably shouldn't be happening. And these bring brightness to it. I don't know. Any thoughts, Kev? So I think there's definitely a thread that we could pull there. (laughs) And it's actually a great, a great, Uh, subject for study Mm. so we know that another we know that jesus christ is also called the word Mm. he's he's compared with the word right right and the light of christ is given to all people on the earth regardless of Um, if they even know the name Jesus Christ, they do, they do have the light of Christ, uh, blessing them, giving, giving them direction in their lives. They can definitely be more receptive to it or less receptive. They can still shut it out. It's not something that's given, um, it's not forced upon anyone, but it's, it's basically what we refer to as our conscience, right? Mm -hmm. The, the understanding of right and wrong, which I won't get into. There's Mm -hmm. definitely an argument for cultural differences and, um, but the Lord knows that. And so he's teaching others in a way that is unique to their situation. Mm -hmm. But the light of Christ does lead all people to seek the truth and seek the gospel if they don't have the opportunity to receive it in its fullness or even in part, then the plan of salvation compensates for that. Right Mm -hmm. now. I like what you're, you're saying about this, the, the records, they retain their brightness. Mm -hmm. They're, they're called Holy writ. Jesus Christ, who is also the word, he gives brightness and it's, 
it's something that it exists and, and it's, it's preserved really by an inward commitment. It's, you know, the, these plates, they're made of metal. And then later on, they're, they're all compiled by Mormon and engraved on golden plates. So the fact that they, they are literally bright mm -hmm. is probably just a way to, to impress upon our minds of their value. <clears throat> but the value of the scriptures has to be something that we internalize and appreciate personally. And, you know, whether it's uh, a fine leather bound set of scriptures, whether it's on your phone, whether it's a, uh, you know, an older, uh, just a paperback of the Book of Mormon, those should, they, they can appear bright to us. And furthermore, they retain their brightness when we, when we honor them, right? When we, we do take the time to study them and treasure them and feast upon them. So I loved all that. Thank you for uh, expounding right on the brightness. In the next verse, he's, he's talking to Helaman. So keep in, remember, he's talking to his son. And he says this, now you may suppose that this is foolishness in me, like, you know, the handing down of the plates and that they're for a wise purpose and that you have to keep a record. So I don't know how Helaman is feeling at this point, but I can perceive from this verse that, you know, Alma's tone to Helaman is now you may be thinking this, which means that something Helaman obviously is probably thinking like, what's my dad talking about? <laughs> right? Like, He's, he's crazy. He wants me to keep a record, you know. Anyway, so it's just some insight into how Helaman might be feeling as Alma's talking. And, I mean, yeah, maybe you might think your dad's crazy for trying to pass down these records. What are you talking about, Dad? I'm sure when we try to give this podcast to our children, they'll be like, what you? no, that was your guys' thing. We're like, no, this is a record of our family, right? And so it's just... It's for a wise purpose. And he says, and I love, I, I say this all the time to Kevin, but it, he, this is that scripture that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And by small and small means in many way, instances doth confound the wise. So by doing this and passing him down from generation to generation over time, it's been years, years. And Heavenly Father knew that there would be false doctrine. And at this time, all these things would compound. And he knew that he had to prepare years ago for this very small and simple doctrine to come to pass right now. Right. And so it just goes to show that consistency and plus time does equal success. And I say that like, that's just something you can apply to anything consistency and time will get you success. And with the Lord, I think he likes to say that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. That's how I think the Lord translates that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And again, this is just, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like broken record, but it's just Alma impressing upon Helaman the, 
the importance and the sacredness of what he's being asked to do, right? And so continuing on in verse 8, um, he, he continues to do that. He says, these things should be preserved. For behold, they have enlarged the memory of this people. Yea, and convinced many of the error of their ways and brought them to the knowledge of their God unto the salvation of their souls. Enlarging the memory of this people is such a beautiful, I've always loved that. It's just a knowledge, right? It's a knowledge that becomes enlightened or uh, remembered, recalled, you know? Well, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, just like last week in, in chapter 36, you know, Alma's saying, hey, please remember your fathers, the captivity of your fathers, the faithfulness of your fathers, how the the Lord God delivered them, because that teaches you about the character of God as a deliverer, right? As a personal savior. And so the scriptures, they do that. They enlarge the memory. And when you, you know, when you enlarge something, it becomes, certainly it becomes more, of uh, more prevalent in your life. You're, it's not something that you, you recall every once in a while. It's something that you, you think of often, you know, and, and so the scriptures do that, that, you know, in between sacrament meetings each week, as we also pray and study the scriptures, we are enlarging the memory of the covenants we've made and the, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah. What I love is that he's not only saying that in the future they will be of great value, but he's also showing how they've already been of great value. Very good point. So he's giving that example of enlarging the memories and also con it convinced many of the error of their ways, quote unquote, is what he said in bringing in a knowledge to or knowledge of their God. So that's a way that, you know, the definition of truth, right, is, well, is that what it is? Or So Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so Christ is also, you know, truth is something that was also the same yesterday, today, and forever. And with the scriptures, they're truth. They're Jesus Christ. They are him. So it will be the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's what we're seeing Alma try to portray here to his son Hillman. And I, I also believe that Alma is really trying to, he's, he's now impressing upon Helaman the power of the word. Right. Like the, what it can do. What it can do. And he gives an example. He says, I say unto you in verse nine, were it not for these things that these records do contain, which are on these plates, Ammon and his brethren could not have convinced so many thousands of the Lamanites of the incorrect tradition of their fathers. Yea, and these records and their words brought them unto repentance. That is, they brought them to the knowledge of the Lord their God and to rejoice in Jesus Christ as their Redeemer. Mm. So it, that just is exactly what I said earlier. Right. Right. Thanks. Thanks, scriptures, for backing me up. <laughs> I also wanted to mention. So he's he's giving full credit to the scriptures. 
And if we go back to Ammon's account of preaching unto King Lamoni, it talks about how he rehearsed unto him the scriptures. Mm. And then he also preached. He preached uh, many, many other things. And when I read this in verse 9, it says, These records and their words brought them unto repentance. I thought, okay, it's these records and Ammon's words and his brethren, the word, their words. But as I'm looking at that, I, I just, I think it's, it's full credit to the scriptures because even if Ammon did preach some other, you know, in, instead of rehearsing the scriptures, he just taught, I mean, it's still, he only received what that knowledge was from the scriptures, right. right. Or that knowledge came from the word or Jesus Christ or AKA the scriptures, right? It's, and there's just so much power. I mean, as we endeavor to do our own missionary work, um, both in our home and outside in our community and among our fellow man, there's just so much power in knowing the scriptures. That's a good point. And, you know, I, I know that when I'm not reading my scriptures consistently, I'm unable to call upon my knowledge as quickly. However, when I am immersed in the scriptures daily, I remember things so much faster and clearer because I'm in them, right? My knowledge is enlarged daily, not just once a week and, oh, what did that person say, right? Right. Well, by by small and simple things are great things brought to pass, right? Right. You know, <laughs> I say this all the time, but small and simple things are the habits that we build. So just had to throw that in there real quick as a little connection. And, you know, I'm going to continue on with the narrative, if that's okay. Sure. That Alma here continues to share why the scriptures are so valuable. And he gives the example of how, you know, I can't remember. Did you read verse 10? Am I blanking out here? You didn't read verse 10, right? I think it's just repetitive here. No, I, I did not read verse 10. Yeah, because he talks about how, oh, this is the future. He said, and who knoweth but what they will be the means of bringing many thousands of them, yea, and also many thousands of our stiff-necked brethren, the Nephites, who are now hardening their hearts in sin and iniquities to the knowledge of their Redeemer. So he's basically saying, like, look what they can do for the future, too. Right. Who's not to say that they can't bring all of our brethren back together again? after coming from Jerusalem and, and Laman and Lemuel separating, like the whole narrative here. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I love that because it's like, don't underestimate the power of the Lord and his plans and what he has. And if we're, and if we're applying that to our lives, it's don't underestimate the plans he has for you as you act in faith. Now you can't just sit there on your bum and not do anything. Okay. You got to get to work and have faith and do action. But when you do that, who knows? Who knows what he's going to do, right? No one knows except him. And with God, nothing is impossible, right? Exactly. What what verse 10 also, what I can kind of um, dig from it, if I dig a little bit and, and, and read it a little closely, 
is that Alma perceives that there is a there is apostasy occurring in the land, right? There are Nephites who are now hardening their hearts in sin and iniquities. And these records, like you said, will be of benefit to them in bringing them back to the knowledge of the truth. Exactly. So it's, it's not a, you know, in some distant future, um, these, these things are going to be important. It's no, these things are going to be important within your lifetime, Helaman. And so study them and preserve them. And as they retain their brightness, uh, they, they will do all these things that I've been talking about. And he even says in verse 11, now, now the mysteries are not yet fully made known unto me. So he even says, I don't know the specifics. And he says, therefore I shall forbear, which means I will just restrain. I'm not going to continue there. Mm -hmm. But he even says, I don't even know the specifics, but I do know that it's important. And I think that's expedient, right? It, it, right. it lets Helaman walk a little bit by faith mm -hmm. in the next however many years that this this prophecy comes to fruition. Um, he's going to have to walk by faith. He's going to preserve these scriptures. He's going to have to lug them around um, and figure it out. I think he might even be a little bit intrigued by his father saying, you know, I shall forbear. I'd be like, <laughs> what are you talking about, Dad? Let me go figure that out for myself, right? Very good. And, you know, once again, I, I do believe Alma is pretty repetitive here, but it's to make a point to Helaman. I mean, here he is saying, you know, the only thing I can say is that they are preserved for a wise purpose that God knows. And basically his counsel is the best counsel, right? Like it is one eternal round. It's wisdom. We need to listen and follow him. And that's what I can say and know for sure, right? Which reminds me of the youth theme this year, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. I feel like that verse hits so well with verse um, 12 here that we, for he doth counsel and wisdom over all his works and his pastor straight and his course is one eternal round. Hmm. So as we follow him, we know that we are being led to the right place or the right thing or, or doing what we need to do. We don't ever have to question that. In, in verse 13, now this, if, if there's no other verse, in this chapter that is a you know an effort of alma impressing upon the importance of this this charge he says oh remember remember my son helaman how strict are the commandments of god so he's saying remember twice <laughs> how strict com these commandments are and how important it will be for you to do what I'm asking you to do and what the Lord wants you to do. Because remember that if you will keep my commandments, mm -hmm. God's commandments, you shall prosper in the land. But if you shall not keep his commandments, you shall be cut off from his presence, which is the, the great theme of the Book of Mormon. And this is like the third time Alma has said this to Helaman. Because remember, at the beginning of last chapter, he said it. And at the end of the last chapter, mm -hmm. he said it. And now here he is in the middle of this chapter saying it again. Like, he cannot stress the importance of keeping the commandments. 
or he's trying his best to, right? It's so, so critical and key. And he's also giving him a promise. There's an inherent promise with the commandment that Helaman will be prospered in the land if he keeps this commandment that he's being given. Mm -hmm. If he acts in diligence. Doesn't mean it will be easy. No. Okay. However, he will be blessed for it. Beside, you know, beyond this life. So, you know, I'm really feeling, I'm not a dad. Okay. I'm a mom, <laughs> but I'm really feeling Alma here, just reiterating into his son. Again, things he's already said, but giving him promises as he does so. And so he says again in 14, remember my son that God has entrusted you with these things, which are sacred, which he has kept sacred, and also which he will keep and preserve, which he's told him already, for a wise purpose in him, that he may show forth his power into future generations. So he's just reiterating again, Helaman, you are entrusted and you are called to do these things. And it's for him. And, the, and your future, your future generations, your future family, right? There also seems to be an important spiritual, it, it, it's, it's also personal. It's, yeah. about, it's about Helaman's personal salvation at this point as well. Because, and, and again, like why, as we'll read next, Alma's son Shiblon and his son Corianton, why are they not receiving the records, right? Why is it expedient that Helaman be the record keeper? I mean, he's he's the youngest son, right? Didn't, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Helaman not really want the records at first? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I know that he didn't go on the mission with his dad and his brothers. But... I I'm gonna I'm gonna come back next week and I'm gonna update everybody about that because I'm pretty sure there's an institute class this week and. Our institute, Brother Turner, had said something about that. And I was like, oh, interesting. But I didn't know about where that was or how he knew that. So I will bring that information back to you guys next week. Yeah, Because I, I think that would be very interesting to know. Yeah, it could be in the book of Helaman, mm -hmm. which comes after the book of Alma. It's, it's possible that he's going to talk about that. Yeah. But anyway, but, continue. But on. yeah, you know, it, it's it's more personal for Helaman, which, which means that it's a not only is it expedient, mm -hmm. it's clearly expedient for him to be the record keeper. And somehow the, the preservation and the diligence of preserving the record is associated with his spiritual progression. Because in verse 15, it says, if you transgress the commandments of God, behold, these things which are sacred shall be taken away from you mm. by the power of God. And you shall be delivered up unto Satan, that he may sift you as chaff before the wind. It reminds me of when Joseph Smith was given the charge or the, the task of going and getting the golden plates. It was don't, there was a, you know, you're entrusted to go get the plates. However, if you think or act or any other thing besides getting those plates, then, you know, you, there will be consequences. Satan will have you, like, all these things, right? I'm seeing that right here, too, what, what he's saying to Helaman. If you don't take care of these records, mm, it's not good, right? Right. <laughs> so, 
So just very, very important to know. No, I, I think I really appreciate that you bring that up because in the next verse, in verse 16, it says, do with these things which are sacred according to that which the Lord doth command you. For you must appeal unto the Lord for all things whatsoever you must do with them. And I put that behind, I put in the margin there, they are the Lord's property. The, the records, and this is what Joseph Smith realized as well. Yeah. Is that, Joseph, you are just a steward of these plates. They're not yours. And you, you, don't, you don't have the ability to possess them without the power of God, without the gift and power of God. You also don't have the ability to translate them without the gift and power of God, right? Sure. So don't get this mixed up that you are now somehow, you know, you're, you're bound to the record and, and you're the only kind of like what you said earlier, which is the, the, the work of the Lord will not be frustrated. Right. I remember there was this little anecdotal story. I don't, and you know, this is secondhand, so I don't, I don't know if it's true, but <laughs> on my mission, I heard a story about a time when a general authority visited a mission may not even been our mission, but he's, you know, he's up there, he's in a zone conference, he's given some instruction to the missionaries, the elders and sisters. And then um, they, they sing, I think they either, they take a break or something like that. And then the general authority comes back into the room. And he goes straight up to the podium. And he says, elders and sisters, I just got a phone call about some some missionaries on another mission that did something very stupid <laughs> and i want you to know and this is of course secondhand it's paraphrasing he said i want you to know the work of the lord moves forward despite you <laughs> oh wow right yeah if you think that the lord is depending wholly upon you to to get these things done you're mistaken. Right. It's it's going the work of the Lord will go forward. It's it's not going to be frustrated. And we learn that from the doctrine and covenants in this in this dispensation. You know, and it's a it's a great promise or it's a great reassurance from the Lord in these latter days when there's so much turmoil in the world. Because we could think like I mean with all the things going on with the wars and rumors of wars, the pandemic, the the political derision or div div division. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it could be easy to think, I don't know, is there going to be another apostasy? Right? Is <laughs> right. is is the Lord going to take the the priesthood from the earth at some point, like if we don't keep it together, but he's promised that he will not do that. But along with that, we do have a charge like Helaman to to do the work. Exactly. And in verse 17, he talks about how he will fulfill all the promises that he makes to you. And there is a promise in this last days that the church will not go away. Mm -hmm. it, this is the last dispensation. It will stand until Christ comes again. And so we have verse 17 there to reassure us and to reassure Helaman, right? I'm talking to Helaman, that he will fulfill the promises that he makes unto you and that he made unto your fathers before you. And that he, I'm just going to add, and that he will make, right? Right. With, 
future uh, people who come on this earth and who are born and, and things like that. In verse 19, he gives the example of the very recent restoration of many thousands of Lamanites. Again, he he's kind of repetitive, right? But he's really hammering home. He's like, look at all, look at all of these Lamanites who, you know, some of our people think that they're just lost. They're cast off forever. The Lord saved them. He brought them back through the power of his word. He does keep and fulfill his promises. And then finally, kind of what I alluded to in verse tw- uh, before, but now in verse 20, therefore I command you, my son Helaman, that you must be diligent or that you be diligent in fulfilling all my words and that you be diligent in keeping the commandments of God as they are written. And so he's saying, you're not off the hook. The promises of the Lord, they are super powerful. They're real. They're real, but you have to work too. Exactly. You have to act in faith. You have to build those habits or continue building those habits, small and simple things. And all of these things compound over time to be marvelous, right? <laughs> like to, yeah. to prosper you. And is that easy? Like, once again, if I could just say anything, is this easy? What Helaman is being entrusted to do? No, it's not easy to be given that responsibility. Shoot y'all. I do not want to be, I can honestly say this right now. I do not want to be a young woman president. I really don't. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot on me. And I mean, Kevin will attest last, not this Sunday, last Sunday, I had a, I had a breakdown. I straight cried like twice that day because I was so overwhelmed. So I can't imagine how Helaman's feeling. And and then it just makes me appreciate more and more the words that Alma is saying to him. Like this, this chapter, I think, was more for me than anybody today because the Lord is going to fulfill his promises to me, to the young woman that I lead over. And as I do my best, like I will be – I'll be – I'm just going to learn and grow more and come closer to my Savior as I help others do that. That's really all it comes down to, right? I just know that the Lord will fulfill his promises to us as we keep the commandments. And I just add my second witness to everything Alma is teaching his son Helaman. So that's all. Well, that's that's actually it for this week. So we were done with part one of chapter 37. We're going to come in next week. We're going to finish out verses 21 through 47, in which Alma, he goes into, he talks about the 24 plates of the Jaredites. And there's actually a lot going on in the in the second half of the chapter. Like, you'll see why we could not have fit <laughs> this whole chapter into one episode. Um, well, at least an hour-long episode. Right. Yeah. And I really invite y'all to get into the scriptures, get into these footnotes, and, and prepare, because there's there's some really interesting things that I want to get into. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my due diligence and prepare for for this next episode. I'd invite you to do the same, um, and. I just can't wait. I can't wait either. Well, we'll be back next week with part two. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening.